Time for another Animation One-to-Ones, brought to you by Squiggly Online Animation Magazine. This is Ben Mitchell, Squiggly Editor-in-Chief, bringing you a chat with another fabulous Canadian animator on the heels of our last episode with Janet Perlman. Today we're catching up with Janice Nadeau, who's also been continuing a relationship with the National Film Board of Canada, as well as the French animation studio Folumage. Having featured Janice on the site back in 2014, along with co-director Nicola LeMay when they were at Annecy with their film No Fish Where to Go, Janice's latest film is Harvey, another adaptation of a children's book for which she did the illustrations, Harvey How I Became Invisible by Hervé Bouchard. The animated film version depicts a young boy who candidly recalls the spring day when his world turned upside down. A poetic examination of bereavement and coping with the loss of a parent rendered in the director's distinctive and appealingly traditional illustrative style, which translates really effectively to animation. We go into the practicalities of that in a bit. A three-time recipient of Canada's prestigious Governor General's Literary Award, Janice also directed the film Mamie in the interim and currently teaches at the UCAM School of Design in Montreal. With Harvey part of the Young Audiences competition at the Annecy Animation Festival taking place this week, we were keen to catch up with the director. So let's go ahead and hear that catch-up right now. I remember the last time we had you on Squiggly, it was at Annecy, yes. I believe. Yeah, it would be great to hear what you've been up to, I guess, in the interim. Can you sort of bring us up to speed about uh, what you've been doing since that film and uh, Harvey? Yes. uh, No Fish Where to Go um, was finished in 2016. Um, No, 2014. Afterwards, I... um, I made another movie, a short film, which was called uh, Mamie. And it was um, a short film as well and produced by Folimage and the NFB. Um, I've had the uh, the chance to uh, pitch my film at MIFA. So it was the first time I was in, uh, in Annecy, in fact. Um, so I... I won like the, the youth residence at, uh, Folimage mm-hmm. and I did my film there and the NFB was like the, um, co-producer at that time. And after that, I'm searching my words because it's been a long time since I, I spoke in English. So <laughs> I <Yeah>. search, uh, <laughs> I'm searching very, uh, far for the words in English. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, and um, so, and at the time I was working on Mami, I've already had uh, the book Harvey done. The book was um, made in 2008. I have it here. <laughs> so I already had it as a physical object. So when I worked on Mami at Folimage, I gave it to everyone as a farewell gift <laughs> after I finished uh, working there. And finally, uh, Corinne Détombe, the producer there, uh, wanted to, um, uh, we wanted, uh, both of us wanted to work again together at, at the end of MAMI. So this was the, the chance. I, I come from a background in illustration. So, uh, since, uh, No Fish Where to Go, I've done a little bit of illustration and, uh, animating on Mami, uh, starting uh, working on different projects as freelance. 
and yeah that's uh that's about that and in 2020 i've i've had the chance to um have a full-time job as a teacher so uh yeah well, i was quite busy yes i'm teaching uh drawing illustration and i'm also um integrating a little bit of animation in my uh, my course is that in montreal Yes, at the uh, Université du Québec in Montreal. Yeah. I teach in a school of design. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess uh, Light No Fish, uh, Javi, it's based on that book. And I remember you illustrated No Fish, Where to Go. Is that the case with this? Did you illustrate this or did you write and illustrate it as well? No, I illustrated, I did the illustration. Um, and the, uh, the story was written by, uh, Hervé Bouchard. And, uh, he doesn't come from, um, from a youth, um, he's not a, a writer for, uh, youth novels or anything. Yeah. He comes from, um, uh, theater writing. Yeah, so uh, and he's a novelist and he's a teacher as well. So it was his first uh, graphic novel that he did, mm. and for me as well because I before that I illustrated um, a book for more for children's or uh, yeah. Mm. Interesting. So yeah, so a graphic novel, I guess there's aspects to it that are a bit different from picture books. There's more of it, I guess, a sort of sequential art and stuff that feels a bit more like storyboards. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I guess, first of all, was Ave involved in the adaptation of the book to a film in any way? Um, at first, uh, Marc Bertrand, the producer, called him and uh, just to secure the rights and everything and have the, the first conversation. Do you want to work as a screen uh, screenwriter the, uh, for, for doing the adaptation? And Hervé uh, said that he, uh, he had complete con uh, confidence in me and didn't want to uh, to do that he said i'm my job is to write books and this is what i i have to do uh write screenplay but not uh for theater but not for a film so he said just go ahead and do it i <laughs> i have complete uh, confidence in you so this is what we did um first i work with a screenwriter uh which is called uh, Marie-France Nebert. She did the first um, the first sketch for the script. She adapted. Um, she she took like um, uh, I don't know the word. She 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 made like a first draft, but very uh, detailed draft, and she did like. Uh, uh, the red line of the story. She she did the. The, the red, the, I don't know. True line? Yeah. <laughs> she, she made the first. And at, at that time, I, um, I felt that it was too close to the book. It was exactly like the book, but in film. And this is not what I wanted because in the book, uh, 
the book already exists you know it's it's there it's complete there's uh, the words and the, the illustration they are uh, tied together they uh, you cannot extract one from the other once it's done um so i didn't want to just uh, add movement to the book by doing a film i i wanted to uh, do something else with the possibilities of animation. And as you said, in the graphic novel, there's, uh, there's rhythm, there's, um, there's a sense of, uh, of time. And I wanted to explore that in yeah. doing the film. So, but really it was the first time with the, the graphic novel that I had the feeling of, of playing, um, with uh with time in the picture book because i had uh, i had uh, as many pages as i i wanted the publisher um it's on la pastec the la pastec publishing they said you have all the pages that you want you just have to tell us and and be in the multiple of uh eight i think or 16 <laughs> uh, page but so i had uh i can show you um i had the, the the chance to start to explore just like maybe like a storyboard as you said to, to explore the, the 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 time passing to explore uh, like silence and things happening in uh in the mode at at the with the sequence of page passing yeah. so this is something that i really um uh enjoyed doing it was the first time that i had that that space and that that uh that uh this possibility to play with so it was like a, a little uh teasing to animation yeah so so with animation an animated version kind of being its own entity what would you say were the most important aspects of that original story that you wanted to make sure you absolutely communicated in the film mm. I think the um the most important aspect for for me was to being not faithful to the story um but faithful to what I felt about the the book itself when once it was finished to what I really felt uh, I felt that um, the story of Hervé Bouchard was very rich um in a sense that I had the feeling that everything was really well not together and beside un under the story there was many many routes that I could I could take and follow so it's a story that is so rich that I had the feeling that there was um possibility to uh, augment it and work with it and the most important yeah was being faithful to what i felt and also being um able to keep the um, i think the the voice of the of the principal character Harvey, which is a, a special voice it's something that it's a it's a child voice and also it's a, a voice that is he's telling us a story that something happened to him and at the same time he doesn't doesn't feel comfortable so i think that this little awkwardness of the principal character i wanted to mm. feel that 
in the uh, keep that in the film. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the narration. I thought it worked very well as far as like having this voice taking on all the characters as well. It kind of gives it that real sort of sense of, of memory, I suppose, and sort of steeps it in childhood. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it has a very kind of analog sort of pencil on paper uh, look to it. And I'm always interested in how people approach that kind of aesthetic nowadays with how different softwares kind of develop and replicate it. And I was interested in if you sort of combined any processes or if it was, you know, if there were analog elements to it, perhaps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I I work with um, pencil on paper <laughs> to do the the drawing. Uh, it was uh, hand drawn to the animation on paper, and uh, we um, we work. It's a co production, so we work with uh, Folimage, and there was it's them who did the animation, but I I did the. Um, all the preparation in Montreal and all the the an, animatic uh, storyboard and uh, the posing was done in Montreal and little and test of animation. But we send that in France and I I've sent um, uh, a lot of uh, my drawing references. But but because I did the posing, they they had it. Um, all the Everything was hand drawn on paper using uh, HB pencil, and afterwards, when the animation was done, it they sent back all the papers <laughs> in Montreal, um, uh, like ten thousand <laughs> drawings, <laughs> and with uh, two um, two helpers, I did the I I I wanted to. Um, uh, charcoal because the line was too uh, clean so i wanted to uh, dust uh, add dust to the line and uh, and had add the uh, smooches so i did it with charcoal just uh, yeah but we we did a safe scan before <laughs> but um, <laughs> my job was to uh, add dust to uh, unclean the 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 clean <laughs> animation clean so and afterward uh, it was scan, and there was another phase of adding color in TV paint. So it was mostly in three steps. Hmm. So the color is done uh, digitally, but everything else is done uh, manually. Hmm. Yeah, and the, the book was done like that, except I was not... Um, uh, at that time, I did all the color in Photoshop instead of <laughs> TV paint. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, yeah, I wanted to really uh, keep the same technique. So I really worked to find exactly how to to do it. And never I've been thinking of doing 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 it uh, by um, and uh, digitally for the first phase because it's so it's so natural for me to do it by hand so and there's a film in the film as well which tell the story of um of a superhero scott carey um uh it is inspired by uh, the incredible shrinking man from jack arnold uh -huh. uh, a film of uh, 1957 and that uh, technique was different because uh, in the book as well it was different it um 
in the book it was made by a paper cutout so i wanted to keep that that feeling with the animation mm -hmm. so uh we did the paper cutout as well but on um multiplane table okay. uh, yeah so and this is this was nice really uh, for me it felt more uh, close to illustration because you can work directly on the backgrounds and on the on the characters and everything you have all everything on different levels so yeah mm. yeah i was interested in that as far as the sort of importance i guess of kind of replicating the vibe of the original source material and your process and something that's true to that um so it's kind of nice to hear that you know you found a sort of cocktail of processes that uh was able to achieve that uh, I was also wondering if like working in animation gives you any excuses to kind of have a bit of a departure from it as well and maybe try out some new concepts or experiment a bit. Hmm. Um, at first, uh, with my first film, I was um, uh, No Fish Where to Go. Uh, yeah, I work with watercolor as, as same as um, the same technique as in the book for Mami, it was a original screenplay for me so I, I i felt more comfortable working watercolor because i knew how it it would like a uh, look uh, on the screen but for uh Arve, i felt it was um it was also really important to have the same technique as in the book because I really um, had a reflection when doing the book what is why do I need charcoal and I also use um, paper cut out so I could cut paper and take out some colors so it would uh, echoes the um, the disappearing disappearance of the father so mm -hmm. I, I really thought of um, technique I always think of the technique um, so I can uh, rhyme or echo the the narration what I want to to tell. So it's really how I think the technique. So another film would bring, I'm sure, would bring another technique because I've never, I, I don't have another book to adapt now. <laughs> so yeah, I I'll, I felt like. Um, for my first two film, I felt like uh, watercolor was the best technique, and now with Harvey, also maybe another film would be yeah exploration. Or... Yeah, I, the animation itself as well uh, is very nice, and there's a great team behind it. Uh, I saw Claude Cloutier's name in there, and he's someone we've talked to a bunch, um, and I, I got the impression from what you were just saying that you were quite hands on in it. Did you actually do much by way of like animation itself, like character animation? Um, I didn't do the character animation. I work with uh, Claude Cloutier to do the mm -hmm. posing, and uh, it took us uh, kind of uh, a long time, a while. We worked maybe uh, six months together just to to prepare the posing and. He gave me assignment. Uh, you have to because I, because I come from illustration. I have the uh, by default. I draw. 
I don't draw the the in between. <laughs> I always draw like something in the middle of of something. <laughs> it's it's kind mm. of I I do uh, I do like a synthesis image i don't do the, i don't do the the good face so uh, he gave me a, he, he took my um, animatic and he gave me assignments and he said i need that i need that it, it was like a grocery list of what he, he needed so uh, and it was a back and forth um dialogue we we did but we work on the same place but it was really back and forth um phase and i I animate, finally, I animated um, the scene with the transformation of the hands, you know, the, when the, the, the father uh, melt in a different uh, head uh, as, as uh, at the same time as people describe how we should look to Harvey. I did this animation scene all by myself, so I was really... Uh, happy to do this and I, I also did little uh, little uh, mini scenes uh, everywhere so uh, but not character animation yeah that's interesting because that's um i have a note here that scene in particular really kind of stood out to me uh the head morphing scene um and i was quite interested in the visualization process for that if there was a kind of logic to it or if it was more kind of stream of consciousness sort of chronological it was kind of, uh, as I said, like a stream of consciousness. Um, in the book, as I will show you again, in the book, it was more like a, a list uh, of uh, heads because the, um, the writer, Hervé Bouchard, did, uh, uh, wrote many, many um, descriptions and it was a play of words for him and I was trying to play with the image as well uh, because it's he, it's a neo neologism it's words that doesn't exist in French or any language so it was kind of um, fun to read but not fun to hear so yeah. with the uh, animation at first i did something really uh, close to what we had in the book but it was too uh, uh theoretical it was too uh, intellectual <laughs> so mm -hmm. i decided to just uh with uh, olivier calvert the sound designer we uh, we decided to just um record like uh, hundreds of uh, of of words of expressions i wrote many 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 expression in french and in english and we we saw this i saw this as a as a cadavre like a game and we associated all the many images that i did with the words it was really like uh sometimes it was uh, it was like a game because i did like many uh many many heads over the the years i had like uh, 200 different heads and we tried uh with uh, Clotuzzi, we started to edit them and we started to make um morphs and and see what was working and everything so he sent me back to my desk and he said okay do more heads <laughs> like this and this and this and finally he's uh, yeah and he i i was making him laugh because he's such a good animator and for me it's it's 
I'm um, I'm not trained in animation. I'm trained in um, in dra- drawing and design and everything. So animation, I'm quite naive as an animator. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and it was really funny to him to see to see how I animated like the um, uh, the hose head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you said it works. It works. It's okay. Just <laughs> a bit like that. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So you've sort of touched upon this already, but I was also kind of interested in how, as a joint endeavor from the National Film Board and Folimage, kind of what each organization brings to the table um, and how you kind of work with both of them. Um, so you've sort of gone into the kind of like. Um, production side of the actual animation, but if there are sort of other areas, perhaps like feedback or creative input or distribution or things like that? Um, I, I was lucky enough to um, have worked with Folimage earlier on Mami because I knew how they work. They really have a, like a, a studio um, a studio team. They are, um, they are really forged to work on um, uh, on feature films, they are really ready for that. And so working for them on a short film, they're really, um, uh, they're ready. They, they are, um, efficacy, really uh, efficient on doing mm. this. So I knew that I had to prepare very well. And this film, because it's, um, uh, it has um, a narration because uh, uh, every uh, scene can be cut in a different uh, project. It was a good film to work on pro- co-production. I don't think that maybe uh, wor- uh, Michel Lemieux working on pin screen could do that. <laughs> it's uh, this film was uh, it was uh, uh, evident to uh, to that kind of uh, workflow. It was. Um, and because I've worked with them earlier, I knew how they work. And along the, the process, I was supposed to go there in France to do with them all the animation to direct from there. But the, uh, the COVID uh, crisis arrives and we had to work apart. So this is why I work with Claude Cloutier. So he really had like, the, the Claude Cousin and me, we, we met with them via Zoom like three to four times a week and we worked with them. They had the posing, but we, they showed us the, the animation test and we work with them on Zoom like that. Uh, and, uh, they sent us a little quick time of, uh, pose, uh, not the posing, but the, 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 uh, line art, uh, line art animation. So we work really with that. And because they're, they are so, uh, used to working as a team very efficiently, they, they did the animation, the full, uh, eight minutes animation in like four months. They're really, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So this is the, what, uh, for image, uh, brought us because animation in Canada is really uh, more uh, expensive, so it would have been longer to do uh, for the um, animation phase. And also, uh, 
for image they have the um uh the expertise with the multi-plane and paper cutout animation so yeah. it was great to have them on board for that and also they uh i work uh, closely with uh, corinne detam for um, fine-tuning the um the screenplay it was a really long process because the on their part they they don't have a um funding uh they have to search for funding for every film and it was really long for them to to have the funding for this film but the great part is because each time that i have to uh, rewrite the screenplay and think about the 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 film it, it gave me to the opportunity to really um tie every little knot in the screenplay so when i was ready to have uh, when i had the chance to have the team have everything everyone ready to work on the film i had so many drawings so many things ready for them uh, so many references i uh, they needed the the mood boards i have everything they needed the um, the turnaround of the characters i had everything Every, i've been working alone for like four four to six years so i have many many <laughs> materials <laughs> for them and because it was so long for folimage to secure the 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 funding um i also had um, the privilege to rethink about the book and at the beginning you said what was what the what was the most important part and i think the the ending of the book was something that I felt uncomfortable with. Not because it was not great for the book, it was great, but it was an open ending. And I didn't mm -hmm. want to have the open ending for the, the film. I wanted to have a real ending. And this, I think time gave me the opportunity to rethink and really find the ending that the film needed to be, um, uh to maximize the possibilities of animation to have the the because in the book the the end of the book was like kind of tragic uh Harvey the character was uh um was like he had like a he was disappearing you know, really like physically was disappearing from the page. It was a symbolic death because his, his father didn't see him, uh, was not able to see him and, um, anymore. So he felt like this is my interpretation. When the person you love the most in the world disappears and cannot see you, you feel like you don't exist anymore. This is what the, the end of the, the the book was uh, mm -hmm. telling so in the film I, I because i had time i decided to offer an epilogue so when his uncle raymond's asked him to uh, get in his arm to see his father uh, in the book it was ending there because he um he, when he he was in the arms of his uncle. He saw inside the coffin, seeing that his father doesn't see him anymore. He disappeared like that. And in the film, I decided that he would not go <laughs> in the, in the arms of his uncle Raymond's. And instead of that, as he, um, he, 
he found, he find like an escape in his imaginary by, uh, of, because the father is, uh, rattles down his coffin and he follows like the Scott Carey's route journey. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I can see why that definitely works better for the film. Yeah. yeah it's nice. It sort of ties in with what you kind of set up with Scott Carey. And yeah, I think, mm -hmm. um, yeah, those kinds of decisions. It's, it must be kind of a tricky thing knowing how to play it. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, I think it, uh, it all came, comes together really nicely. And, and I uh, think this is, was at first, I think this is why it was so hard for Folimage to finance it, I think. And the, the ending of the film was always a question by the juries of the, uh, CNC, uh, Centre National de la Cinématographie Française. They always questioned the ending. So I said, okay, I should, <laughs> I should work <laughs> the ending. So it pleases me. And, uh, yeah. So I, I, I really feel comfortable. And the, um, the original author, uh, Hervé Said, uh, this winter and he said yeah this is a good ending for the film mm -hmm. he, he, I, he gave me a seal of approval <laughs> <laughs> that's nice to hear well congratulations on being selected again for annecy uh you're you going to be going yes of course Excellent. yes yes and you will you be there uh sadly not but some oh, of okay. my team will be um okay so uh yeah my colleagues and a couple of our writers are Basically, I um, I used up all of my holiday days because oh, okay. my day job is animation. So um, uh, I'm having two weeks off in August, uh, and that's used up all of my days. But I'm going to be in Montreal, which uh, I haven't been in okay. like five years. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. But Annecy had to had to go, unfortunately. Mm. Maybe next year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um the the film was select, selected in uh, Clermont Ferrand it was his uh, yes. premiere yeah mm -hmm. but i was not able to go neither because uh, i i teach and it <laughs> I, yeah. it was during the 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 first uh, weeks of the semester so it was not possible yeah. oh, but Clermont Ferrand's a, a pretty much one of the best ones out there like mm. i've only ever had anything play that once but it got it got a lot of traction. It was in a pretty obscure program as well. But I think just by kind of being in that catalog, people are paying attention. And you really sort mm -hmm. of like Hammer's Home, like mm -hmm. festivals like mm -hmm. that, and Annecy and certain other ones. Like there are festivals that really kind of like will push you forward. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's really great to hear. Oh, I'm really glad it's um it's all working out. And yeah, I hope you have a great time over there. And thank uh, you very yeah, much. Have a ben. great rest of your week. Thank you so much to Janice Nadeau for catching up with us. And remember, if you're at Annecy this week, give her film Harvey a watch in the Young Audience's Short Films and Competition program. It takes place today, June 12th, 5pm at the Bonlou, Wednesday, June 14th, 2.30pm at Le Mercado Nouvelle, and Saturday, June 17th at La Turbine. While you're over there, some other NFB projects worth keeping your eyes open for are Diana Bumsawin's 2016 short film I Like Girls, which appears in the Hidden Queer Desires Animation Pride and Diversity program today, Monday, June 12th, 10pm at the Pathé Cinema, and Saturday, June 17th, 7pm at the Bonlou. You can learn more about that film in Episode 3, Season 2 of our other squiggly podcast, Strand Intimate Animation, which featured Diane. 
Also, Borislav Kolev's feature-length documentary Theodor Ushev, Unseen Connections, is part of the Annecy Classics selection, playing Tuesday 13th at 1.30pm and Thursday 15th at 6.30pm, both at the Pathé Cinema. There's also the first instance of an NFB project being included in the Annecy Works in Progress category, with La Jeune Fille qui pleurait des Perles, a fairy tale for all about a girl overwhelmed by grief, a boy who loves her, and how greed leads the purest of hearts to commit the vilest of actions. It's by Chris Levis and Maychek Shabowski, the team behind Madame Tootley Pootley, so that's sure to be a fun one. Check that out Friday, June 16th, 4.30pm at the Salle Pierre Lemy. Now, not to end things on a down note, but it has to be mentioned that we, of course, all heard the news about the horrific attacks that took place in Annecy a few days ago. And it's really rattled all of us here at Squiggly, being so enormously fond of the town. And we can't begin to imagine the effect it's had on the local community. And I'm very sad to not be able to get away for it this year. But Steve and Aaron will be there, as well as some of our fantastic contributors. All in solidarity with the town, and we really hope the festival is as jubilant and full of love as it can be under the circumstances. So everyone have a wonderful time and be safe. Now I'll be back with another podcast before too long, I expect. Until then, be sure to keep visiting us at squiggly.com, follow us on our socials, subscribe to all our subscribables, because we like you, and we want to keep in touch. On that note, if you're in or near the Bristol area, I'm putting on another Bristol animation meetup, or BAM! next week with my pals at Rumpus Animation and Sun and Moon Studios. So please do come out in droves and say hello, because it's been a minute. All are welcome, even out of towners, if you're happy to make the trek. And I'll also be doing a sort of book launch for the new edition of the Squiggly Book Independent Animation. Copies will be available at a special exclusive BAM discount. So if you were thinking of getting one, but wanted it a little cheaper than the retail price, well, here's your chance. It'll be June 22nd at the King Street Brewhouse in Bristol. Things should kick off around 7pm. Hope to see you then. I've been Ben Mitchell, and until next time, happy animating. Happy animating.